Welcome to Paradoxically Speaking. If you're hearing this, you're not currently on one of our subscriber feeds and will only be hearing a portion of the conversation. For full episodes, consider subscribing to the Perennial Meditations newsletter or the Strong Stoic newsletter on Substack. You'll find links in the show notes. Understanding that your life is not about you is the connection point with everything else. It lowers the mountains and fills in the valley that we have created. As we gradually recognize that the myriad forms of life in the universe are merely parts of the one life that most of us call God. After such a discovery, I am grateful to be a part, and only a part. I do not have to figure it all out, straighten it all out, or even do it perfectly by myself. I do not have to be a god or be God. I don't, it's such an interesting thing, but that comes from the book. I want to say the title is Adam's Return by Richard Rohr, which is um, kind of a strange title, but it's a book about rites of passage, and it kind of talks about the um, rites of passage, and, and obviously this is one of them of you know understanding that life is is not about you but um i may have said something to you but there's a few months ago i heard a podcast that was um titled something like the number one reason marriages fail or something like that it had some sort of like clickbait title uh but it was talking about selfishness you know and it's like how do we transcend the self in some sort of way, which is, is obviously something we've talked about before. But yeah, I'm just curious, like how you're thinking about that these days. Yeah, well, that's a, a beautiful quote. And I think, you know, as you're reading it, I'm just thinking how you could read that as a Buddhist. You could read that as a Christian. You could read that as a Stoic. Yeah. You could read that as a, as an atheist, if you have the right perspective about your beliefs or your lack of beliefs i guess but but yeah it's a it's such a great idea and it does overlap i think with a lot of different uh, wisdom traditions which is pretty cool but i think i think a lot of us start probably all of us start life inherently selfish and what i mean by that we've spoken about this before but it's like when you're born you are not in a position to sustain yourself like you can't take care of yourself and so even being alive today means that somebody had to give a shit about you for like a while, which is something to be really grateful for, right? And everyone has different, different kinds of parents, but the fact that you're here today says something. So you, you start in that way and you might not be selfish in the way that you think about someone that's selfish and they're only doing things for themselves, but in the sense that you're just not in a position to give. You're, you're just, you're only in a position to receive when you're brought into this world. Yeah. And then you see over, over the decades, 
not everyone, but but the idea is you move closer to someone who is the opposite of that. Someone who's useful, someone who is only giving. They're not interested in receiving. And it's such an interesting thing because that's really that's where you want to be. Like when you when you're on your deathbed, you want to be in the state of mind that I am dying, but ultimately it really doesn't matter because I was only really living for other people at this point anyway. Uh, and so I know you put a lot of thought into this um, in, in a through a Christian lens. Like, what do you what do you think of that? Uh, like you were saying, I, I think you can see it in um, through many different lenses. I actually kind of like some of the um, Buddhist language around this stuff that that kind of gets into our interdependence and and all of that type of stuff. Um, I, I think it clear clears it up a bit. But in in the way of uh, like to to bring up uh, a passage from Marcus Aurelius that I bring up far too often, but uh, I bring it up because people are probably familiar with it. Where this um, passage in, in Book Two talks about like dealing with difficult people, you know, and he comes to the conclusion that we are essentially like made to work together. You know, we have this same kind of divine spark within us. Um, I wonder what role like some sort of view and belief around God or creator or, you know, whatever it may be influences like maybe even subconsciously this idea that we are connected in some way. You know, that we have this same divine spark i don't think you you necessarily like have to i think there are people that can come to kind of some of these deep spiritual truths with many different you know words views and beliefs and things like that but i but i just wonder like if it's um someone that maybe just doesn't believe in some sort of creator like how do you get to the point of where we're seeing others as connected in some way. Like, just honest, like, curiosity question, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, if you're looking at it through that lens, you're probably best looking at it through the, the stoic lens in the sense that we are built to be social creatures. It's inherent in our evolutionary design. And that it, it it is like it's very fundamentally built into us to be social and you know the stoics had like god as a as a physical entity like there's nothing out of this world about it it's just a physical entity even like the soul was like a physical thing it's like your character who you are right and um i mean i i could certainly see where having like a a god like a supernatural god would in a sense reinforce that belief system but i i don't think you need it but um uh, certainly it depends you know it um it kind of gets back to you know i know you're familiar with sam harris's work and sam harris has gotten challenged before uh on the atheist thing because people say well sure maybe you can live a good life as an atheist but does that mean everybody can 
And so there's something to be said about that, right? This is where you get into, you can see this quote through a Buddhist lens, a Christian lens, a Stoic lens, and maybe maybe two of those lenses don't work for you. Maybe one of them does, and that's that's totally fine. So like, I have no trouble whatsoever, uh, let's say, not believing in, in a, a, a deity and still like deeply believing that life is ultimately not about you it's about it's about other people it's about something bigger than you yeah but i don't know if we if it's possible to know the difference or the impact or the influence that it might have because it's like it, you know you have whatever like view and belief you have at at the moment i don't know it it just seems like it's um or even if we had that belief, like, how do we know for sure? It's so easy to, like, fool ourselves. It's, like, very difficult to judge how we're honestly, like, showing up and interacting with the people around us, you know, to me. I mean, obviously, you do the best you can in terms of living and examining life, but it's so, I don't know. I think it's hard to hard to know like the difference or what role that might play in in someone's life uh sometimes i think about the hierocles circles which I, I think listeners may be familiar with but if not um maybe it's worth a google but these concentric circles where you have yourself in this smaller circle the next circle gets bigger and it's your family and then it gets bigger and it's you know community and it keeps going out until obviously includes everything um it's a very abbreviated <laughs> description there but like your family you you know you have the same parent you know in the way of like creator type of thing like you know that you're connected and like based on those circles like you know your brother like you have that and that's why that circle is smaller and it's more difficult to expand it out to you know people that are not you know biologically related to you and things like that um but wouldn't from a you know a person that has some sort of uh like deep spiritual view which i i would put the stoics in that category, like in my opinion, the original um, Stoic writing really comes across as like deeply spiritual, religious, like whatever word you would want to say. Um, like it, it seems like it would make it easier to to make a long ramble shorter to expand some of those circles, just like it is like with your family. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, it depends how you look at it to, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I think, I do think it's something that seems to naturally progress through time if we let it, but it, it doesn't always. And, you know, kids do this when you have kids, I hear. I'm, I'm still, I still speak about <laughs> kids as if I'm like the expert, but I, I don't have kids. But, but I hear this from a lot of parents where something switches. I mean, my friend just had, uh, had a kid there over the summertime and and I I was seeing him every 2 weeks or so and uh just saw this progression. I I would say that he tended to be 
more on the selfish side. And I, I don't mean that in like a negative way, but he was very much like, like I am, I suppose, career driven. So it's like, you know, I want to, I want to excel in this and excel in that and progress myself. And then I slowly watched over the course of like four weeks, his mindset just completely changed to where he's, you know, just can't take his eyes off his, his kid. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, that is, is obviously a way that sort of kickstarts that progress of being more selfless and less selfish. Uh, and then the other cool thing about that is that you could actually argue, and I think maybe the Christians do, correct me if I'm wrong, but they would even argue that, that you're seeing God in such a thing. So like when you, you know, when you, when you witness the innocence of your child and you're bringing this child into the world, like you see this miraculous thing and in doing so you're witnessing God's miracles. And, and I think that's a, that's a very beautiful idea as well. Yeah. And like some, some people talk about, um, you know, seeing God in the other, just in anyone, you know, strangers on the, on the street. Um, but, but I'm, I'm curious to ask, like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting example to me. There's these, um, uh, that are considered like the works of mercy. There's, uh, corporal works of mercy and spiritual works of mercy. And one of the, um, spiritual works is to bear wrongs patiently. Now, I was thinking about this, like from a thought experience insults and things like that like you know taking insults and all all this type of stuff that that people are you know really familiar with um you know you could imagine yourself to have an encounter with someone you know or don't know and they just are behaving in a really really unkind way like saying all of these really mean and unkind things just like unloading insult after after insult at you and there is this like one thing from a um stoic perspective and this i don't think this is like the whole story but it's you know part of the story is it it doesn't harm your character this isn't something that has to anger you and upset you in any way but then there's like another side of it where it's like you could also like have compassion and concern for this person that is behaving in a you know a a way that uh, appears there may be something wrong like you you could at the same time like have an open heart you might say it's like returning love um for hate you know kind of this like what i think is like the real like a high water mark you know it's like really really difficult to do but like the transcending the self thing it seems like there is something important about having that like what is the highest good returning love for hate like having that it's not about just like being okay and realizing that your character is not harmed and all of this like thing that sometimes we think about it's beyond that like this transcending the self is 
this concern for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I would say if anyone's if anyone wants some uh, some rude people, uh, just go post something on YouTube because they <laughs> <laughs> they will they will tear you up. But yeah, I mean that is the way to to look at it, right? When someone insults you, and it is hard to do though because like your initial your initial response is normally that you're insulted. Obviously, like you, you get you get an emotional response to it, and you know I'm trying to think of the exact exact example, but I rem- I remember having uh, I remember having a situation when I was younger where someone was being like that. One of I think it was one of our friends in a group of friends, and uh, and I was upset about it, so I went to talk to another friend in the in the group, and and they didn't seem bothered by it at all. And they just kind of said something like, yeah, you know, they're just, they're just scared because of this X. Like they're just, and I I thought, okay, well that's pretty cool. Right. Because really the way to not be bothered by that is to not let it affect your ego. Right. You, you remove your ego from it. It's like, okay, they're not saying this to affect me. They are suffering and that's why they're acting this way. Um, and yeah, so so I think that's true. And to your point, I would agree. I think a lot of times, especially stoicism, like it it focuses on this. How do we become okay? How do we be okay with being insulted? But it's kind of missing the soul of it, which is like the cosmopolitan idea that we're all deeply connected, that we, there's something more here, right? And the Stoics would say it's the rational mind. It's like you're, you know, this thing that no other species on earth has but yeah it it's the difference i think between self-help and philosophy because self-help sure like you you can you can use some stoic principles and practices to make yourself feel better but that's not really stoicism it's like in the same way that dichotomy of control yeah it's it's stoicism but it's not it's not really stoicism because you can practice the dichotomy of control to be an asshole to everyone you meet and there, like no one would call that stoicism. So yeah, I think it's important to have your, um, your, your, let's say your philosophical hierarchy. Like what are you valuing? What do you actually care about? Who do you want to be? And then from that, you can implement all these practices that help you, let's say, uh, have more, have less discomfort in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I don't know. I've been thinking, more these days about the importance of uh, clarity in whatever it is that you're you're doing. You know, it, it doesn't mean like the absence of of um, flexibility, you know, but just like clarity. And and sometimes I I can think that say the cardinal virtues, uh, theological virtues. You know, say we've got seven of these virtues that we want to live by. I don't think that's enough, like, clarity. Because it's like, well, what exactly do those look like? Like, to give you an example, in terms of those uh, um, works of, of mercy, like corporate works of mercy, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless, clothe the naked, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, bury the dead very very clear you know like straight from like jesus teaching like it's pretty clear where 
yes, like the virtue of justice, kindness, fairness. But then with a broad statement like that, sometimes it seems like our focus on the self gets all in the way, like muddies the water in a way, like that example of like receiving the insults or something. Well, I'm thinking about myself, like I'm worried about, you know, it's, it comes up so, so much, I, I think. And I, I mean, I have a bit of a, a weird, like critical view, um, but in the way of, of marriage, like my own marriage, selfishness, you know, thinking about myself, like constantly comes up, like if you're aware of it. Um, but obviously it gets tricky, you know, it's, there is obviously some sort of, you know, some sort of like role in it, in, um, you know, focused on your, on yourself. I think that's something different though, but yeah, it's like, how do we get beyond ourself is a weird thing to me.